Thank you for listening to Sports Unfolded here on Anchor. We want to thank Anchor for everything they've done. It is easy to use, so I suggest everybody get out there and make a podcast, put it on Anchor, and show it to the world. So once again, thank you for watching Sports Unfolded on Anchor. Thank you very much. Hope to hear from you soon. Last one of 2021. I'm your host, Eric. My main man, Ron, right there. How are you? How are you, Eric? Ready to celebrate a new year coming here? Pretty oh, soon. yeah. Oh, all right. Well, let's get this show on the road so that we can get back to our, our celebrations. And if we're like the Patriots, we're better on the road. Better on the road. See, I like it. I like it. I like what you did there. We're going to start off with our leadoff story. And uh, unfortunately, it's a sad one. As we lost the legend, NFL legend, John Madden, who passed away on Tuesday at the age of 85. Um, unexpected. Um, they really didn't have any illness. So that that kind of sometimes stings a little more when you, you don't realize that they're, you know, they were healthy. Um, but also the fact that they had just done on Christmas the All Madden uh, documentary which uh, was phenomenal. And I'm not sure if you had a chance to watch that or not, Ron. But I did not. I was looking for it and looking for it. And Ron, I couldn't well, find you get it. a chance. You got to definitely try to see it. But um, let's talk a little bit about John Madden. So 103 and 32 with seven ties as a head coach. 759 winning percentage, which was second all-time in NFL history. That's not and, bad. Uh, one Super Bowl title in 1976, a Super Bowl eleven. Uh, where they defeated the Minnesota Vikings. And then in 2006, he was actually elected into the NFL Hall of Fame. How I looked at this, though, if you if you th- think about the fact that from a generational standpoint, first he was a coach. Then he became an analyst in what he did during that era. And then, obviously, the video games and, the you know, Madden football, what he what they were able to create with that as well. So many people know John Madden, and it, a lot of them may not even realize he was a coach because he's just been doing so much for so long for the NFL. Faceless, thanks yeah. for joining. Yeah, it, it's – look, he's been around a long time. Everybody knows him. Everyone. You know, and it doesn't, it doesn't even – it's not even just sports fans. But just people know who John Madden is. You know, he's 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 a personality that carries himself above everyone else. And and that is and that is not just him with with an ego. It's just him having a talent that touches everyone that that hears him talk yeah yeah so again uh as i was watching that documentary and it was funny because one of the things um when you see how why he retired the fact that the losing hurt more than the winning then they the just the they they couldn't lose like as coaches we don't understand the the pressure and the stress that they go under and his wife uh virginia actually had a nice uh, quote in there. She said one day she was around all the head coaches' wives and they were talking and one of them or a couple of them had said, you can't win them all. And she basically said to them, why not? 
Like that was their their mentality. Like you didn't yeah. want to lose. Um, and then yeah, it was a nice story with uh, Melissa Stark when they were on Monday Night Football and how he yep. made her feel welcome. She was uh, in her early twenties. She was you know just a kid, and she said John Madden basically took her under his wing and and you know helped her through her early career. And all the players and coaches that have talked to him, he just seemed like such a genuine guy. Uh, the documentary I do recommend if you haven't, if you get a chance to see it, all Madden, uh, it's on Fox sports network. Uh, great watch, uh, actually tugs at you emotionally. I was laughing, crying. I mean, it, it's, it's that good. So try to check it out. Unfortunately, again, it was like three days after the documentary and he was part of the documentary. So he was watching the documentary and talking during the, so it, it's, it's really just, you know, just an eerie feeling about it. You know, I, I think back to when I first started watching football. Um, of course, by then he was already an analyst. And, you know, it's like when he calls the game, you know, doing the color and all that, he gives you so much information in such a short form, like two sentences you know what the player did, how he did it, and why he did it. And I learned so much about football just from his color commentating. I mean, that that's saying a lot. Yeah, and I think just the sheer fact of he made it exciting. If you think about it, the boom. Oh, yeah. The boom. whack, whack, like, boom. Like you, and you just like, you know, and you, he draw the, the telestrator. And I'll never forget. That was one of my favorite things. Every time you'd see him. And look at the water bucket in each circle. This is the mommy. This is the daddy. This is the and baby he was water a bucket. he was a funny man oh, too. It was, so, it was that dry so humor. Him, Pat Summerall, I think were two of the best that ever did it together. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know it's just a shame. But they're calling games up upstairs now, so that oh they are. So that'll you be, know uh, you can you can picture them all in the room watching the game. Yeah, and there he is just doing his thing. Yeah, doing his thing. So uh, again. Sad story to lead off, but um, one we felt we definitely wanted to make sure we covered first thing. We'll move on to some NFL, and we've got, uh, I wouldn't say a big matchup, but uh, let me get this uh, up there for you. And yeah. uh, I'm ahead of you this time. You How are, about that? You are. So wait, the just wait. Are hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. So New England at nine and six, obviously crucial game for them Jacksonville being two and 13 this is just a kind of let's see how this the season finishes out New England in a must win to basically keep their playoff hopes alive uh losing this game severely puts their opportunity to make the playoffs in jeopardy what are some of your keys to this game oh wow you you have to show up you have to show up it's being accountable being in your position, being in your lanes, discipline, like these are all the things. You have to go back to the basics, really, and just play a basic fundamental game so you don't trip yourself up. So I hate the term trap games, but this game literally, if you look at the numbers, just based on the numbers. No oh, I know. New England scores 26 points a game. Jacksonville gives up 26 points a game. New England holds teams to 16 points. Jacksonville scores 14 points. 
You look at it across the board, more penalties, more turnovers. Jacksonville is not a very good team. They're still in transition, still trying to figure things out. Yeah. The only thing that I'm really nervous about is the injury front and what's what's going on. So currently 10 players were limited in practice all week, including J.C. Jackson, Adrian Phillips, Christian Barmore, Dante Hightower, Dave Andrews, Jacoby Myers, and Nikhil Harry. So and all but one are starters. Right. And you, so you're talking a, a major core of your team. And I don't think they'll all be out. But again, injuries sometimes play a factor. New England. Plus, you got to worry about COVID. Like, there's still a couple of days left before. I haven't heard anything about Judon being back, so I'm not even sure Judon will be playing. Yeah, Judon, I think, is is still listed as out. So, you know, that's a thing that we have to worry about is the the COVID factor as well, because Hoyer is out on COVID. So, who is going to be the backup? Stidham, Baker, is he Stidham. even eligible to play? Stiddy is. Bring him back in. Look at him. Yeah, because so, you know it's he's like help you scratch, but yeah, you don't want to. You know, you have you had um, I can't know, I can't remember the guy's name, Gilbert something or other. He was, I guess, on the practice squad, and I guess he got signed by somebody else. So I don't know how that worked. So Patriots just let him have him. Yeah, if you're on the practice, any team's allowed to sign you unless you decide to bring them up. Yeah. So, you know, you can pluck and pull from every team. And it's – look, you 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 pinpointed it exactly. Fundamental. Run the ball efficiently. Yeah. Don't create turnovers. Don't make some penalties that have cost you the last couple of weeks. Right. Stop the run. Right? We, we've talked about this all year. The run defense has to improve. There's no reason why this game shouldn't be a two-touchdown win. No. I, I, I really don't see any other way. And Bill, Bill's got to coach a little better because I feel the last two weeks he's kind of let this team just – their identity changed. I think they let the, the noise from the outside kind of influence that they thought they were better than they were. Yeah. And could win any kind of game. And, unfortunately, now you're playing a team that you should beat. It, it's – you know, like – like you said, like they, they completely let down. I'm not sure it's really too much of a trap game because of a two-game losing streak. But look, if they're not ready, they'll they'll get beat. They'll no, get absolutely. beat. Hey, any given Sunday. We talked about that before. Yeah. So like I don't care how bad a team is. Look, Houston just won a game last week, you yeah. know. Uh look at Arizona losing to Detroit. I yeah. mean, come on. I think Arizona's so, lost three in a row. So, yeah. Again, so, you know, a lot can happen. So, these teams, they they might not have wins to to look forward to and playoffs, but all those teams, those players are playing for jobs. Yeah. Because you probably figure maybe half of those players might be out of a job next year. Like, Rock think about how many Detroit players are going to be without a job. Yeah. So they got to play their butt off. And, and, you know, and that's what that's what's happening with these teams getting big wins over teams that they're not supposed to win. Because every player is now looking in the mirror and saying, 
oh my God, I need a job next year, so yeah. I got to play hard. And that's what's happening. And all those players are just like now finding their 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 mode to you know thrive, and they're all doing it. So again, uh, after every Patriots game, we do a Patriots post game. So tune in tomorrow, uh, Sunday. I'm sorry, around probably 4:30, and we'll be doing our Patriot post game. It should be a victory. I'm mm. gonna go on the the record. Mm. There. Are there games? Look, if you're out there and you, and if they lose, you will want to see the show. <laughs> yeah, you may you may get you may get some. You will games. want to. We may get some FCC bans. It's going to be brutal. So let's uh, let's talk about some of the Week 17 games of interest. So we've been doing this each week with the NFL. Um, I have uh, actually six games that I am really looking forward to. Most of them with some obvious playoff implications. Um, what what game are you looking forward to so far this week? Um, well, I always save the best for last. Okay. So I'll give you the crappy one first. All right. Um, and I say this because Philly at Washington. Okay. Now it's not so much Washington, Philadelphia, as we had right? talked about a lot through the mid part of the season. Philadelphia is quietly at eight and seven. They're in the playoffs. Right like, now, they'd be in the playoffs. Like I look, I am not a Philadelphia fan at all, at all. But I'll tell you. This this is this is kind of special for for Philadelphia to get in this, yeah, because they really don't belong there. But like that's about as a dark horse as you're going to get. And if they make the playoffs, if they win this game, which I think they will, they can. Yeah, they very well. You can. know, Washington, they're they're depleted a little, you know, and I think Philadelphia can win this. And if they go to nine and seven, they're in the driver's seat to make the playoffs. Nope, great game, great game, good call. I've got um, well, uh, Cardinals at Cowboys. Oh, that's probably the game oh. of the week. Well, what Cardinals team shows up? This is this is well, that's listen. what I'm saying. This is an important game for Arizona. They're in because, already. Look, they if they, the yeah, but if they lose, but, if they lose, they lose yeah. the division to the Rams. Yeah. But you also don't want to back into the playoffs. If you think about no. what they're doing right now, is you you usually no. want to go in with a, a winning streak, looking like you, you got absolutely out. very big game. Cowboys, honestly, after the Monday night shellacking against Washington, are they for real? Let's see. Can you put up another 30, 40 points against a, a quality defense? Right. And if you can, then the Cowboys yeah. have to be in the conversation. Arizona is not Washington. Title contenders. Cowboys, after this game, you could consider them title contenders depending on how they win it. Yeah. What else you got? And Arizona needs it, too. They they want to win that division. So Big time. What else you got? So, um, I like the the Cleveland-Pittsburgh game. So, I I put it in quotation. Big Ben's last game at Heinz Field, 99.9%. So just and that's how that's what I really want to see it for because like I I think I think he's kind of doubled back on you know potentially going somewhere else. I don't think he wants to go somewhere else anymore. I think he's. I think after the season that he's had, he knows that he wants to be done. Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, and look, 
I'm not a Ben fan, so to speak. I think he's been a great quarterback for a long period of time, working with as little as possible. We know Pittsburgh doesn't spend a whole lot of money, and they generally get rid of players that their contract is up. And, you know, they've been competitive for for a long time. Like, we know this. And this is is a turning point for Tomlin as well. You know, because now he doesn't have Ben to fall back on. Yeah. After, you know, after the season is over, he's got to find a quarterback. I'm sure they're going to try to sign somebody. Maybe yeah. somebody, maybe somebody we're going to talk about it a little bit yeah. later in the show. There's always that. Um, so, and Cleveland has to win out in order yeah, to win the playoffs. And I, as I does think... Pittsburgh. Yeah, and I, and I got a feeling Pittsburgh's going to win this game. Yeah, I think the the Browns are done. Broncos yeah. at Chargers. Oh, I like that one. Right, that was a so, good call. I like that, that one. I got that, that one on good here. Game. Listen, the Broncos. I could be the charges. What happened? Like we were all sitting there going, all right, this team's going to be, you know, in contention in the AFC. And I thought for sure they'd be a wild card team. They cannot lose this game. They deserve to be a wild card team. They cannot lose this game. No, they can't. You fall to eight and eight. You're pretty much done in this conference. Yep. Yep. There's too many teams that are right there. Yep. What else you got? Um, I like, I like the Las Vegas at Indian Indianapolis I have, game. I have that one as well. I think that's I like that one. Fun game. Um, I'm really hoping Las Vegas wins because I do not want the Patriots have to play them again. <laughs> you don't want to play the Colts again? No. <clears throat> no, I don't. So I have a friend who's a, a, a couple couple of buddies. Uh, they're Raiders fans. So I, I, I kind of root for them just so they, you know. But we also got to – we don't know what's going to happen with Carson Wentz. Is he going to play? Yeah, uh, that's, a, right? big, that's so a big thing, too. that changes that dynamic of that game. New England is looking at those that game as well because, again, if the Colts lose, I believe if the Dolphins lose, then the Patriots are, are in the playoffs regardless of what happens right. if they win. So you'll, you'll, you got some, some intrigue there. I've got uh, also um, Rams at Ravens. Oh yes, of course. And um, again, Lamar Jackson probably not going to play. Didn't look good in, uh, you know, uh, practice the other day. And the Rams, this is their division to take now in the West, with the yeah. Cardinals falling. So again, big game for them to show up on the road and see if they can end up, you know, over uh, taking that division when nobody. Yeah, because I I think they actually lead the division right now. They do. So right now, I think they're sitting in that three spot. If I'm not mistaken, I, I'm pretty sure yes, they are third. In the so conference. if they win this game, and Dallas loses, they jump into that second spot. Yep, and that would be huge for them because then you're playing that team that just barely gets in, like a Philadelphia. So you know you want to be second. You don't want to be third because you're going to have to play a good team. Yep, yep, definitely. Um. I've got uh, also Chiefs at Bengals. Chiefs at Bengals. Oh God, yes. Right. So look, I, look, we talk about the Bengals all year long, right? Oh, yeah. They're terrible at home. Even yeah. though last week they 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 put their money where their mouth yep. is. Yeah. 
And that was an impressive win. But now they got the Chiefs coming into town. That's a different ball game. We mm-hmm. look all year long. We're like, what happened with the Chiefs? What happened with the Chiefs? And now then the they quietly straight. put it yeah. together. Eight straight wins. Like and all their of the last two were good wins. So you know, again, the Chiefs team to beat in the AFC currently. If you ask me, um, yeah. Again, do they have a hiccup? Can the Bengals pull it off? I don't think so either. But again, you never know. I would like to see it because, like I said, they, they I did not pick them to go to the playoffs. But you know what? I like the underdog, and I like the fact that Cincinnati is a contender. Yeah, I uh, believe me. Because I when they're the on 80s. their game, they're I, I, one of the best. Yeah, I watch football but in the that's 80s. That's the thing. They're like Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I watch football in the 80s with the Bengals and those good teams that they had, and, and they lost to San Francisco in the Super Bowl. But it was always fun to have a Cincinnati team that was in, in, in relevant. And, yeah. that's what they and they had a lot happened. of talent going through there, both offensively and defensively. First they never time, could put it together. First time in NFL history that they had four players under 25 with over 1,000 yards receiving, two players, 1,000-yard rusher, and a three over 3,000-yard passer. Yeah. So good things, young team. If they can make this move this week, it may go to show for the future of what that Bengals team – could be a contending Super Bowl in a couple of years. Yeah, I actually like the Bengals' future more than I like Buffalo's future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mostly because Buffalo, we know, doesn't spend the money. Yeah. And they will cut some people loose. And Cincinnati doesn't have a problem with paying those stars. I mean, they had, you know, some great receivers for so many years. Um, and I think they got their quarterback. They have their running back, Joe Mixon, yep. to me, easily top four running back in the league. I'd put him right at number four. Um, obviously Henry one, I'd put Taylor two, and I, I think I like Chubb at number three. Yeah, I could see that. Barkley always hurt, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, you can't comment. Last so, game, last game I have Dolphins at Titans. Yes, I have that one as well. Miami finally playing a Look, real team. I, I got to give credit to Miami. I'm not. I don't like Miami, but you got to give it to them. Like that team does. Like right now in the AC, which team doesn't belong? That would be the team that doesn't belong. But they're forcing themselves on everybody yeah listen and i'm scared of that game when the patriots have to play them yeah new england plays them the following week if new england loses and the dolphins win that last week of the season could ultimately knock new england out if they lose and they don't new england does not play well in miami so they're gonna want to win they're gonna want to win this week because the dolphins are listen they're a tough team and you Brian Flores has done a great yeah, job. And it's like you look at the numbers, it's like they're the average numbers, you know? Um, and they are an average team. But they're not playing like that the last what seven weeks or so? Well, seven straight. They won seven straight. So there are any games that I didn't cover that you had? Uh don't think so. No, we got them all. All right, awesome. Got them all. So NFL um, football this Sunday, very exciting. A lot of playoff implications. So 
Yeah, no, it's, you know, it's it's hard to believe that football is starting two to weeks, wind down. Two weeks and then it's playoffs. Isn't that oh insane? Oh, Lord. Insane. Where's the year going? So let's move on to our triple play. And I know how much you love LeBron. So yeah, no, I'm not LeBron, liking this one. Did you send him his birthday card because he turned 37 yesterday? Oh, I actually sent him a message. Oh, good. I'm, I'm proud of you. I was like, I love you, LeBron. Oh, see, I knew you would. So we <laughs> decided birthday. to pick, <laughs> we decided to pick between their three superstars for our triple play this week. Yeah, and we're going to decide which one of these we would start, bench, and cut, and that would be LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell Westbrook. So it is my turn to go first this week. So I will start. Be my guest. So I am starting Russell Westbrook. He's played 36 games this season, 19.7 points a game, eight rebounds, eight assists. Reliable. He's going to play every game, going to be there for you. I'm benching LeBron James. And the reason why I'm benching LeBron James, I still have more faith in him than Anthony Davis that LeBron can stay a little healthy, even though he's played in less games, 24. He's still averaging 28 points a game, 7.2 rebounds, 6 points. Uh, eight assists. And if you look at his numbers, they're pretty unilateral of what he's done in his career. He's actually had, he's got a better three point percentage now than he did in his career. So he's shooting the ball better from three, which means I'm cutting Anthony Davis, 27 games, 23.3 points a game, 9.9 rebounds, 2.9 assists. I just feel like this guy, every year he's been hurt every year he's out. And I don't want a guy that I couldn't count on to be there for the season. So that's how I figured my triple play. That's pretty good. Thank you, sir. That's pretty good. Um, the only problem with that is LeBron James, as much as I hate the guy. Wow. I'm still mad about him leaving Cleveland, not once, but twice. <laughs> um. Look, he's a dominant player. He, We know he can win a championship. Of course, he needs a lot of help. But I have to start him. And the reason why I start James wow. is because how many championships has Westbrook won? Zero. That's why. That's why. Like, as much as I like his game more than – LeBron James, I can't start him if he can't win a championship. This is a new year. This is a new year. They're not winning the championship, so get over it. It, We turned over the lead. And Anthony Davis, you hit the nail on the head. He's always hurt. He's he's unreliable. Um, I don't care how much talent the guy is. He plays one game out of every three. You know? You and LeBron James. No. I, I know. I hated putting him there. I hated that's it. why I said, like, that was good. I That's mm-hmm. what I'd want to do. But I can't put James over, I mean, behind Westbrook if it's Westbrook hasn't won a championship. LeBron James got a lot of miles on those ties. Oh, he does. So I'm a little concerned. I don't even oh, know. Oh, I am too. Continue, no, continue I'm not concerned, actually. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't You're really even care. turning I into a Laker fan. Look, I'm, not, like I'm not even a Laker fan. <laughs> Yeah, you're turning it the crypto arena or whatever it's called now. Like that's I don't care what it is. It doesn't like crypto. Yeah. Let's look at uh the NBA. Let's say we're going right into the NBA after that after that triple play segment. 
And we're going to talk about one of LeBron's former teammates, and that's Kyrie Irving. And Kyrie Irving is back with the Brooklyn Nets. But guess what? Only part-time. Yeah, Because he can't play at home. He can't practice at home. Do you believe the team made the right decision? No. They caved because they needed a player. And now that all the players are coming back, now they're stuck with the decision they made. They're idiots. So Idiots. Look, look, I looked at it too. And I hope they reap what they sow. I hope they don't win Jack. Just for making that stupid decision because they needed some players because Kevin Durant was on COVID. He was going to be there forever. All right, listen, you you add a seven-time All-Star, three-time All-NBA, obviously won a championship. So there's some positives. Wait, we know Kyrie. Wait, and we did know he how... win a championship? He actually won that championship. Okay. He did. He hit the game-winning shot. They, he was Kyrie. Anyway. Okay. If you look at it from one aspect, you're adding a player of, of a superstar quality. Yeah. It makes sense, right? Even if it's only part-time. Because, again, if you get the number one seed, actually, that would hurt them. Now that I think about it, that would hurt them. So there's there's your downfall is you play more games at home than you would on the road. But now you might get some wins on the road that might help you. But yeah. I looked at it from this so standpoint. Didn't we already see this with Kemba last year? You play yeah, part-time and you can't you can't gain any ground. It's, it's not going to help. Team chemistry, you break up the chemistry. But then you got to look at it this way. Think about the players that ended up getting vaccinated because they wanted to play. Not the Kyries, not the, the superstars. And now basically what you're telling them is, look, this guy's still not vaccinated. We're going to take him back on our team, even though we said all our players have to be vaccinated. Yep. Because we're – so this you may create some div- division in the uh, along the, the team. This is what I'm saying, Eric. It, it, it's the wrong decision. It's the wrong message to send out there. Yep. So if not, if not for, you know, Kyrie – but it's for those other players that like, wait a minute. So why did I bother? Yeah. No. So I, we'll have to see how this turns out. It's going to be an interesting thing to watch and see how they play on the yeah, road. versus that everything. Let's talk everything. about a team that. And plus just, it's New York too. So that's, <laughs> you know, let's, let's talk about a team that we just can't go Knicks. Go Knicks. Let's talk about the Boston Celtics. Oh, my God. So, who won today beat Phoenix. I don't understand where this team goes. But lose to the, the undermanned Clippers. So, my question. Wait, undermanned? Yeah. They, they had they're one up. guy. They don't have Paul George. Kawhi still hasn't come back. They had some COVID issues. They were undermanned. Oh, oh, you're talking Clippers. Oh, okay. Yes, the Clippers, not the Lakers. The Clippers. No, I was thinking I was thinking oh, Phoenix Boston? today. Oh, Phoenix, no. Um, so, the Boston Celtics shot four for 42 from three-point range in the game against the Clippers. Who do you blame for that poor shooting? Coach. I, we're right on this. It's not it, – it. It, it was – I knew when – as soon as you started saying the question, look, four for 42, okay? Don't you think the coach would stop them from doing right? it after four for, like, 20? <laughs> yeah, like, what are we doing? You could win this game. And you saw what they did today with Phoenix. They drive to the hole. They're yep. trying to, they're making layups. They're getting fouled. They're ma- they're, you're getting three points because you're getting on the free throw line yeah. and you're hitting the free throws. What, uh, as a coach, would you just stand there and let your team take 42 threes in a game, shoot nine, 9%. They so, shot 9.5. That's, 
that's that's all coach right there. And I said it. I don't know how many times I've already said it. When they made the decisions during the offseason to get Stevens and yeah. it's it's the same as before, yeah. the same results. Okay. Look, this coach stands there like he doesn't know what he's doing. And yeah, he might be a, a coach that players like. And he might be a great assistant coach, but he's not ready to be a head coach right now. He's not ready. And he's terrible right now. Jalen Brown, one for 13 in that game. Yeah. Jalen, I pull him to the side. Shooting on a three, you're sitting the rest of the game. Yeah. If you're one for one for 10, at that point, I'm do not shoot another three. Right. Or we just sit you. Right. Al Hofford, 0 for 7. Josh Richardson, 0 for 5. Peyton Pritchett, 0 for 5. The only guy that hit it. Grant Williams was two for three. Yeah. I don't, I don't have their shots. I, I don't get it. I don't understand. And, and, and look, you, you also have to look at blaming some players, right? So in, in a lot of these cases, and, and, and I've watched some games. Let me tell you, I've watched a lot of games and Jason Tatum is a problem. He's a problem. And the reason why is because when he's on that floor, the rest of the team stops and lets Jason Tatum do everything. Because you looked at them today, they were all driving the basket. They were all in the game. You could see the smiles on their faces when they're making play after play after play after play. And it's all because... They're all involved. Every player on the Celtics has to be involved in order for them to play well. Because I don't care if you have, if you have a 20-point lead. There's always a letdown because once at the end of the game, Jason Tatum takes over and he can't get it done. And, and listen, I, I, I've, I've talked to several Celtics fans, me being a Celtics fan, and I, I agree with you that I'm tired of seeing the same thing every year. I would have traded one of these two guys. Yeah, they tra- Jason Tatum has to go. Has see, to go. I, I, I go and, maybe, and look, I, I lean more and, towards Brown, but I would say one of them has and to And I go. get your point. I get your point because he's always hurt for one, you know. But I have more faith in Jalen Brown to be out there and not have to be the guy all the time. But even Jalen Brown, like, why do you throw up 13 threes? Right. Like, oh, and that's a bad decision. Again, that's right. on the coach. And that's got to tell him. He's got to be a better player. I, I Listen, yeah. the 500 team, they're going to be a 500 team. That's what they do. They lose, yeah. uh, they lose a couple games. They win a couple games. Uh, no, it's it's, just, that's right. It's, it's so frustrating. So we're going to talk about another Celtic uh, legend. Uh, so, unfortunately, another sad story out of the sports world. Um, and that would be uh, – the, the former, obviously, Boston Celtic great, Sam Jones. So he passed away uh, at 88. Uh, so, again, you think about some of those great championship teams. Ten championships. Ten championships, five All-Stars, three All-NBAs. He's part of the NBA's All-75 uh, anniversary team. Obviously a Hall of Famer. Played with the Celtics from 1957 to 1969. But, again, some of these names that you don't hear a lot of, because they were just so dominant with Bill Russell, and, and you, you have Russell's name, right. and Kuzi, and 
and Havlicek and some of those guys. But this guy was a legitimate superstar in the league as well and obviously Absolutely. helped them to get Look, to those 10 championships. Eric, to be named in the top 75 players of all time, I mean, how impressive is that? How is How impressive? Because 75 players... You know, the way people talk about the players now compared to the players before, it's like, oh, the players are way better now. You know, that's baloney. Yes, yeah, baloney. No. <laughs> you know, like I can think of of a bunch of players that people are saying are better than anybody from that that era. And I'm like, no, no. Look, we know it was it was tougher to play previous of the last what five years yeah you know before that like so i would say look, just to get to the net is like going yeah. through a battle zone players today more athletic i would yes. give them that but when you talk about just uh, the pure uh shooting skills passing skills the yeah. fundamentals the players today are nowhere near what those guys were and no. people say oh they the, if you put today's teams versus there's no way those those people stand a chance no. because the way they pass the ball, rebound, played team defense, it was such a different time, different era. Yeah, and, and you gotta look how tough it was. Like when you know you have to get through a season, and those little ticky tack things, you know, you you're going for a block and you you get hit in the lane. You know, going up for a slam dunk back then is not like going up for a slam no, dunk no, now. Not. You can't definitely even not. be near him. No, definitely not. Definitely. Then not. you were getting hit by at least three guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're, you're on the court. You're getting knocked to the court. Oh, like, yeah. You know, you, like throughout all these times, like playing up against Rodman, you know, Bill Lambeer. You know? Even the cameramen <laughs> weren't safe with Rodman. No. Like, the cameraman's in the way. I'll no. kick you. Like, get out of my way. Yeah. So, so now so much different. It, and it's, I, it's, it's funny because I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and we were talking about he, he hates today's game. And he's an old timer. He's been around for a little bit. And he was like, you know, the, the, the old school basketball. And we said it like right after the 90s when Jordan got out. And then that's when it started to become all flash. Because you think about those Knicks. Yeah, because Chicago, everybody wanted Detroit, to be Jordan. So they all right? want to be that. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know. It's such a different time. So if you like what you're watching, tune in every Friday night at uh, 6 p.m. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. And we have obviously no time to watch. You can listen, podcast, Amazon, Anchor, Google, Spotify, working on some Apple now. So we may be on Apple as, as, as well soon. So many different ways. If you're in Southeast Connecticut, SEC TV on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m., we are on public access channel 12, and that is a rebroadcast of today's show. And obviously, if you enjoy that, you can always tune in on Fridays at 6 p.m. We are live. We're interactive. We will respond to any questions that are asked of us. And we're also looking for sponsors. So if you're interested in sponsors and sponsoring the show, email that's popping up right there. Rhode Island Broadcasting.media at gmail.com. Get all your information. We can put up some pictures, you know, a nice little thing for your uh, business. Even if it's just a website and you wanted to promote that, uh, really good rates. And we'd be lo love to have some sponsors on the show. Yeah. And don't forget, Eric, 
Let's let everybody know, starting next week, the new season, season two, season two. We, when we do our predictions, we are going to keep track of all the predictions and all of your predictions out there. Yes. So fans can get on the leaderboards and see if you match up with us or if you can even beat us. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. And we'll keep a running tab every week. So it'll be, it'll be pretty fun because we want all the fans to be yeah, part, part of, of what we do. Absolutely. What we do every, every single week. Let's move on to your number one topic, your favorite topic, and that's the NHL. And this is not an NHL story per se, but this obviously involves hockey. The International Ice Hockey Federation has decided to cancel the 2022 World Junior Hockey Tournament this year. How do you think overall that it's going to affect the players? Well, it's going to be more difficult for them to get noticed, you know, come draft time. Because a lot of these kids were in line for, for the draft, and you know it's this is what they look at because yeah. now the competition is serious, and it's the next step for the pro level, and it, it, it's kind of sad because there was a lot of there were a lot of players that you know could really make a mark on their career in this tournament and now they lose that chance. Yeah. And yeah, I feel bad for the players. Like obviously <laughs> you understand why they did it. Yeah. You know, the, you know, again, a lot of teams started to already have to post, uh, you know, forfeit. They yeah, actually, the, the get, United they States were the first one to forfeit again. Yeah. So and then it know, just blew up from there. And it was yeah. like, well, now we can't even have a team play. Yeah. So it's, 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 you know, it's a smart decision. It's just, again, you talk about some it's of these sad. kids. It, it, it is. It's, it's early in their careers. And it, it yeah. gave them an opportunity to your to your point to be noticed, maybe to stand out. Uh, yeah. uh, you're talking about drafting and draft class and where you where you yeah, fall. Yeah, I watched Sometimes... about three games. I didn't even get to watch the United States play, but I watched three of the games, and it's it's good hockey, you know, because you can see the hunger on those players. Yeah, and uh, there was no floating around anywhere, no floating. Well, you know what. They made the right choice. So, you, you, like you said, yes, you they did. Uh, you got to keep the players safe, ultimately. So, let's talk about your number one team, and that's the Boston Bruins. And the gentleman on the screen is being rumored to be returning to Boston in the near future. Oh, there's no rumor. <laughs> this is like fact at this point. Well, he hasn't signed the contract yet. No, he hasn't signed the contract, but he's been practicing with the, with team, the team for like a month yeah. now. Yeah. You know, you I mean, he wants to come back to Boston. He's not coming back to play with anybody else. Okay. And you got to think, okay. There we go. I'm just going to let you roll for a little bit. We got two goaltenders that have about the same numbers. They are, When you look at those record. two, what was that? They have the exact same record, seven, five, and two. Both right. of them. <laughs> right. But when you look at who is in more control Jeremy Swayman is in more control but the problem is Allmark can't be sent down without them losing him so what they're going to end up probably doing is either carrying three goaltenders but they're not going to do that they're going to send Swayman down to continue playing he'll probably come up playoff time 
you know, to be a third goaltender. Um, I I don't like the fact that Swayman is the odd man out in this. Uh, I don't like Olmark. I don't like him. He, like I said, he scares me. He's flopping all the time. He doesn't have those angles all the time. He can't cover the puck. You know, there's a lot of things that Swayman does better. You know, Swayman also plays against the better teams. So, listen, Tuka Rest, 306, 163, and 66, 52 shutouts. Two-time All-Star, 19... Uh, 2019-20, Jennings win it, and Avenzna. It's a great goaltender. Right? So you think about what he's done. And Boston currently sits fourth in the Atlantic Division at 14-10-2. They need to make some kind of move that's going to ensure that. And you said the defense has been a little spotty so far for Boston this season. Yeah. This show they lost a little bit. They lost the borrow for the season, yeah. which is which is killer because he just started really playing well. Probably the third best defenseman on the team behind Charlie McAvoy and Carlo. So you're going to need somebody between the pipes. Obviously, you, this is a, a major upgrade for Boston if if it all Yes, when, absolutely. Look, look, I know in the past I get on Rask because he hasn't won that championship. Yes, he has a Stanley Cup, but he was the backup. You know, he needs to win, you know, the Stanley Cup. I mean, he's... He's probably one of the top five goaltenders in the league, you know, when you match his numbers up to everybody else. He's top five. But if you're not winning the Stanley Cup, what does it matter? Mm-hmm. That's ultimately what and, and we And, you know, and it's like I've, I sometimes feel like he doesn't give 100%. I may be wrong on that. But, you know, he's just one of those guys that doesn't look like he's intense. Yeah. And listen, Boston needs it. So I think they're right. right. Because I'll tell you what. Listen, you can sit here, but this is similar to the Kyrie thing. I know I in in one aspect, look, like when you know ultimately what you're trying to do is win, you're gonna pick a guy that I I I question his heart when the bubble and he left and and there was even questions last season if he really wanted to be there. Yeah. And now that he's out, he wants back in. But Boston is in need and they're going to pick up a player that they know is obviously an upgrade from what they have. So yeah, absolutely. We'll have to- and not taking anything away from Swayman, but he's not too Rask yet. He's not like, ready. Yeah. I, and ready. I think he can learn from him. That's why I don't want him to be the odd man out. I just assume, okay, let's trade Olmark and then we'll worry about a goaltender next year. That's the way I feel, but there's no way I send Swayman down and, yeah. and, you know, I don't like that. I don't like it. Let them learn from Tuca. No, great point, man. Great point. Let's see. Let's see what they decide to do. We'll be talking about it short, uh, probably in the next week or so. Um, let's move on to our face-off. Face-off. And there's been some some word out there that Aaron Rodgers may consider retiring <gasps> from the NFL. We're going to argue one of us is for him retiring. One of us is against him retiring. Uh, I am first this week, so I will pick, and yep. I am going to be for him retiring. I am for him retiring. Damn it. That's what so, I wanted. <laughs> so mostly I, I, because I had a good joke for it. <laughs> well, you can you can put the joke in afterwards. So I looked at it this way. 
he's won he's he's been to 10 pro bowls three-time all pro three-time mvps won a super bowl he's beaten brett Favre's team record mm. he's done just about everything he possibly can on a football field mm. the problem now too is you start to see the injuries start to factor in and for him to have a normal life, to be on Jeopardy and to be the, the host of Jeopardy, he needs to he needs to make sure he's in shape. He's he's fit. He's going to enjoy himself and not have these nagging injuries. It's only you're only one play away from breaking a leg or, you know, sh- separate your yeah, shoulder. Breaking a leg will stop him from being on Jeopardy. He's going to limp. Maybe he doesn't want to limp. Maybe he doesn't want that pain. He you won't see to, that. There's no need the for him. There's no need for him to have to do, even experience that. Listen, they have the best record in the NFL this season. There's a good chance that they could win the Super Bowl this year. If he goes out on top, I would I would retire. If they win the Super Bowl this year, without a doubt, I go out on top. Okay, so you say that he has nothing else to accomplish. Nope. Because when it's all said and done, if he even wins this year, and I don't think that's happening, if he even wins this year, he'll have two. So that's not really going out on top. That's going out at maybe like fifth or sixth. Dan Marino is <laughs> zero. Yeah. And it's, you so go, again, you, look, you at least won a championship. Tom Brady, Joe Montana. No, nobody's catching Terry Tom Bradshaw. Brady. Look, look. Nobody's but, catching Tom Brady, and he's not going to get he, but He'd have to win six more. Okay. So maybe not six, but if he won a couple more. Then there's an argument. He has to get the one four the for time. an argument. You can put you can put Aaron Rodgers in your top five. It no doesn't matter. What matter. Quarterback you throw he in still now. has something to prove. Yeah, he to prove. is not the best of all time, and he never will be, even no. if he stays. I know that. You know so, that. But he doesn't he, know that. He knows. He sees he Tom, and he's like, no way. And he lost to Tom last year. Yeah, and he's going to probably lose to him again it. this year. He doesn't want to keep doing that. I wouldn't want to keep doing that. No, look, look, he's he's not going to retire because he's still got a payday coming. You know, he's he's he not going to retire because he wants more than just one Super Bowl. Because he's not winning it this year, so we already know that. He's going out. He's he's retiring. I clearly won that. No, you did not. Nick, you, you say that every week, and you and, lose I, every I, week. and I win every week. No, you don't. Nick I've won way more than you, including Nick last week. Pick and roll. Let's pick them. Let's roll with it. This is this week's topic. We are going to rank the last five number one draft picks, excluding Trevor Lawrence, in the obviously in the NFL. And those five players are Joe Burrow. Can we add him? No, he hasn't even played a full season yet. Joe Burrow, Kyla Murray, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, and Jared Goff have been the last five number one picks. In the NFL, excluding this year, we're going to rank them five the worst to one the best. Well, five and four are pretty easy. So I'm going first this week. Yeah. So at number five, Baker Mayfield, 29 and 29. So he's a 500 quarterback, six and seven this season. He's thrown for 13,940 yards, 90 touchdowns, 54 interceptions. But he's all over the place. He's 500 for a reason. Cleveland team this year should have been much better. And I feel like he's tried to play through an injury because he realizes from a contract standpoint, and it's actually hurt the team at number four, Jared Goff, 44, 37 and one two ten and one this season, 21,000 yards, 
over 21,000 yards, 124 touchdowns, 63 interceptions, way too many turnovers. And you think about he was a product of the Rams organization and what they were doing with the other talents on the field. It's not based off of what he did because he can't get Detroit basically to even, you know, any better than they were. They're worse now than they were last season. Number three, this is where it started to get a little tricky. But at number three, I put Kyla Murray, 21 and 22. He's eight and four this season. He's obviously missed a couple games because of injury. Almost 11,000 yards passing, 67 touchdowns, 34 interceptions. I like the fact that he gives you a different element than everybody else with the running and the ability. But I also feel like he could be better than he is. So at number two, I put Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow, I think you can see it this year. This is the kid's legit. And you gave him two quality wide receivers now. And we, in the draft, right, we we blew this up. Like, what are they doing getting chased? This was a horrible move. They should have got an offensive line. They got it right. Next year's draft, get this kid some protection up front. This team's going some places because this kid's legitimate. So almost 7,000 yards passing, 43 touchdowns, and 19 interceptions. And you think about he missed time last year after the knee. So this kid would have had monster numbers already. So at number one, Miles Garrett, how do you – 66 games he's played for Cleveland. He's got 15 sacks this season, which leads the NFL. 57 and a half sacks in his career. So he's almost getting a sack a game, if you really look at it. And he forced, he's had 11 forced fumbles. So the kid creates turnovers as well. He's, he's, he's legit. Best number one pick in the last five years. Pick and roll, baby. I nailed nice. it. Nice. Nice. So what was your number five? Baker Mayfield. Bam, my number five. Oh, look at we did a little boom, jo, little, yeah, little boom, jo, a little John yeah, with the chef, the chef way, uh, emerald. <laughs> Bam, all right. Oh, uh, he's not my number five, like you said, his numbers. He's a 500 quarterback right mm-hmm. now, and that might not even be that at the end of the season. Yep, uh, who's your number four, Jared Goff? Absolutely, boom. I thought, I thought those two were a given. Those those two were a given. Yeah. Um. So, if I if I was keeping score at home, we got those two exact, right? Hundred okay. percent. We're at a hundred percent. Who's your number three? Kyle Murray. Boom! Right Boom, there, baby. Absolutely. <laughs> you know the like he's a, he's a dynamic quarterback, right? Like he's got all the tools. The only thing that scares me is his height. But yeah, I, I was going to say that scares that. me a little. Yep. Um, because when you got a good defensive team, those those players at the line they get their hands up, and they can knock down some passes, and that scares me. But he's a great quarterback. Like all that they made, they made the right decision. I thought they had it wrong when they drafted him. I was like, well, what are you doing that? You just mm-hmm. drafted a quarterback last yeah, time. Exactly. You know. Yep. And but they got it right. They got they it right. They did. Because where are those other quarterbacks now? Yeah. Joe Roz. I don't even know where Roz is playing. Yeah, he's nowhere. <laughs> <clears throat> Who's your number two? Joe Burrow. Bam. Again. Boom. 100%. <clears throat> we Again. Look, Joe Burrow, to me, has impressed me so much. And you nailed it when we said that they should have gone for a line for an offensive lineman, I think the team knew 
the progression of their line was going to be better. And that's why they went out and got that receiver. And we didn't have an idea of what they had on the line at that yep. point. And, you know, cause it wasn't really that great, you know, cause he got hit a lot. Yeah. They, they so but they stepped up and they did yeah. the job. His, his throws are beautiful. Yes. Like I truly believe like he's one of the elite. I, I think he's already an elite quarterback. Like I, I put him like he's not ahead of Tom. He's not ahead of Aaron Rodgers. He's no. not ahead of of um, Mahomes. Um, you know, but I think he's already surpassed. He will be. I think he's already surpassed Buffalo and all of those younger quarterbacks yeah. that are there. Um, uh, his his passes are beautiful and accurate. Uh, and of course, number one, you also had Garrett Anderson. Boom! And first of all, you have one defensive player out of all what? of this. Right? That's Isn't the it? point. You know, it is harder to get that guy on defense than it is to get the guy at a quarterback now. Yeah. And to make an impact, like the impact yes. he's made. The impact is like double of all these other guys, yeah. maybe combined. Yeah. So I had and, to go with I had to remember, go with Miles Garrett. I had he to. got he got suspended because of the, the, the situation with the helmet. Yeah. So he missed a, a bunch of games. He probably would have had a sack a game if he didn't miss. Oh, absolutely. Games. Like this guy's so. a this guy's a beast yeah. of a player. And and I gotta I gotta think that he's a little pissed off that they're not in first place in that division. Yeah. Yeah, because they played well. He's going to be all pumped up because we just told oh, he him the number one draft pick. He's going to be all psyched. He is. If he's watching, so, Miles so Garrett. Eric, I think this is one. the second time we've had the exact list. Yes. Yes. Two times in a year. We're right. <laughs> so there, it was It was like the numbers are there. Like yeah. you, you look at the numbers. It's like I'm, I looked at the list and I'm like, I already can see this. Yeah. And I don't like golf, but. He's got a lot more wins, even with Detroit now. <laughs> I mean, Kenny, you got him in the Hall of Fame, so. Yeah, well, he's Shout not going to get there. But. Shout out to Kenny. All right, so prediction time. Last week, my friend, tied 2-2. Two, two. You know what, what the difference was? Because the, the hockey game that didn't play, like I said, yeah. it wasn't going to play. <laughs> that Carolina so, game. So let's see how we do this week. So uh, on January 1st, we got Golden State Warriors at the Utah Jazz. Golden State at Utah Jazz. Uh, I'm going to go Golden State on the road. Me too. If they all play. All right. I threw this one in there. Boston Celtics at the New York Knicks. Oh, God. Which team can tank worse? When is this? Uh, January 6th. So Thursday, I believe. Oh wow, that's a ways off. So Tatum could be back by then, huh? Yeah. I'm gonna go Knicks. I'll go Boston. I'm gonna go Boston. You do that. I'm gonna. Go I have Boston. no faith. Me neither. But uh, tomorrow. Uh, I'm a Celtic fan. Uh, tonight, it's like it, it hurts. Oh, it's so bad. It's uh, such a disarray. New York Rangers at the Tampa Bay Lightning. That game's tonight. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Agreed. I can't. I can't go against Tampa Bay right now. They're playing so good. Brayton, Brayton Point just came back. 
and he had two goals in his first game back. I was like, really? This is the rich get richer. <laughs> Edmonton on January 5th, Edmonton Oilers at the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I believe they'll play this because it's Canadian, Canada. Yeah. So this is a game that was in reverse not too long ago. And I picked Toronto in it. And, and I mean, I picked Edmonton, but yeah. they played in Edmonton and they did yeah. win that game. So now they're in Toronto. I'm going Toronto. I'm doing the same home team. I think uh, they'll play January 2nd. Jacksonville Jaguars at the New England Patriots. New England. And if they don't win this game, oh, my God. Tune in. Tune in Sunday night. Hell hath no fury. I am I am, I am. am going against the grain here, and I'm picking New England because I do not believe Jacksonville can win this game. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna matter next week. Yeah. So uh January second as well, Miami Dolphins at the Tennessee Titans. This is a tall task for Miami. Like I I like the way they're playing. They're playing as a team, it's not one guy like really running amok. Yeah. Um, but I gotta go Tennessee. I gotta go Tennessee. I can't see Miami putting up much of an offense against that team. Uh, so I was just checking the score real quick before I do the next game, too. Okay. Um, so I am going to go with Tennessee as well because I just don't feel like Miami's for real, and this is a real team that they're playing. So I just think Tennessee can control it. So to go to the national final, so Alabama's in. They beat Cincinnati 27-6. to Yeah, that's too bad. I wanted Cincinnati, but yeah. you, you just knew that. Yeah, you kind of had a feeling. So number two, Georgia versus number three, Michigan. They're playing today in the Orange Bowl. What do you got? That's tough because they're both, they're both good. good now, I really – like I actually did some homework, and Georgia does match up pretty damn well. Oh, they got against, a great defense. They, they, they match up pretty well against Michigan. Um, but I'm going to roll with the coach. So you're going Jim Harbaugh over Jim Kirby Har- Smart? Yes. Over Kirby Smart? And I'm doing the same thing. I love Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. Yeah. I think I think this is their year. And it'd be fun to see that yep. in Alabama-Michigan. So we'll see if that happens. Yeah. So we only have one game difference, Celtics-Knicks. We'll see how we did. Oh, we'll my God. So it's up to the Celtics to either show up or not. Yeah, exactly. Come on, C's. Do it for me. I, you know what? I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think I'm going to be wrong. So how we normally end our show is we do our final thought. It doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. Uh, Ron's going to do a very special final thought uh, after mine. Um, my final thought, uh, I actually had um, heard some stories about Baker Mayfield receiving death threats. And I know where we ranked them when we talked about the next five, uh, you know, uh, uh, the last five draft picks. And listen, it's still a sport people's lives that it's a game and I don't understand how people can honestly feel okay about doing this stuff and post it on social media, post it to his wife, you know, on their pages and things. Listen, it's a game. If you win a championship, you don't get anything for it other than bragging rights. You know, New England's won six championships. I didn't receive a dime. I didn't, I didn't make money on it. I didn't, you know what I mean? It's just, it's bragging rights. If they lose a championship, I didn't lose anything other than some pride when you have to walk back into like all the 
friends and be like, yeah, we lost. I know. I don't understand. I've never felt like at any given time I wanted a player to die. I wanted to experience a family to get hurt because of it. It's a game, people. Stop. Grow up. Think for once in your life. Would you want somebody, if you at your job gave too much change when you're a cash register and you're, I'm going to tell your mother, I hope she gets killed. You're not like, what are we doing? Take it as a game. Enjoy the games. It's entertainment. It's like watching a, a movie that's not very good. And I don't go and, you know, blast the actor's Facebook page and go, you know what? You suck. I hope you die. The movie stinks. Uh, we, we go on social media. We say, hey, we didn't like the movie, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, we don't wish Basics. bad. Uh, <laughs> we don't wish bad on people. So, um, and secondly, I know it's going to not fall into sports, but, uh, you know, rest in peace, Betty White. Passed away today at 99. Um, so I know Pop Ascension, you did uh, one yesterday uh, for all those, uh, you know, actors and actresses and singers that were lost. Um, so Sports Unfolded, uh, we're going to do the same thing uh, with Ron's final thoughts. So, Ron, I know you've put a lot of work into this, so I'll let you take it away. All right. So first of all, um, you need to tell that speech to Vancouver. After they lost to the Bruins, they nearly burnt the city down. (laughs) You know, but that was well said, Eric. It was well said because it is a game and Cleveland should be used to losing by now. So what's the deal? Yeah. You know, at least you're getting some wins during the season. (laughs) All right. So my final thought is basically about all the people in sports that we have lost this year. And let me tell you, it is a long, long list. And there are people that I couldn't even, I couldn't get all of them because there was that many, especially in baseball. Baseball has lost so many people over the past couple of years. So so we're going to start with Mr. Olympia, Former Mr. Olympia, Sean Roden. Jockey, Miguel Mania. Tennis legend, Tony Trabert. He is in the Tennis Hall of Fame. He has won 10 Grand Slams in his career. Five solo, five doubles. Soccer, Hugo Maradona. Auto racing, this breaks my heart because Al Unser, who is tied for the record with four Indy wins, Indy 500. But not only Al Unser died, Bobby Unser also died this year. And he has an Indy win. Golf legend Lee Elder. First black player to play in the Masters. Uh, like, this is, like, without Lee Elder, there's no Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Boxing, two legends, marvelous Marvin Hagler. And this saddens me, along with Leon Spinks, who beat Muhammad Ali. I remember watching boxing all the time, especially marvelous Marvin Hagler with my dad, who, is, who has passed for, like, 13 years now. Uh, a little bit of wrestling. 
for the wrestling den if they ever come back? They'll be back. Paul Orndorff. Yeah, Mr. Wow. Wonderful. Wow. Yeah. Love him or hate him, he is gone. Hmm. It's a tough list. A tough list. NCAA. Terrence Clark from Kentucky. He was only 19 years old. Yeah. Lorenzo Washington. Charlie Kruger. John Cheney. Wow. I didn't know about Cheney. Wow. Like, come on. What is Temple without John Cheney? Yeah, no, like, like, think about that. Year. And of course, Bobby Bowden, Florida State legend. You know? Yep. Um, NHL, and it also happens to be from the Miracle on Ice. Oh wow! Mark Pavlich, the gold winner. That that hurts. That hurts. And we just were talking about the Miracle on Ice last yeah, week. We were. And you know, I did not see that this year, and it, it slipped by. But that hurts. NBA, there's so, there's so many great players. Mark Eaton, remember him? Oh, my yes, yes. Bob Slick Leonard. Stan Albeck. Paul Westfall. Wow, yeah. Sam Jones, as you know. Yeah. And the legend, Elgin Baylor. Like one of the best players to ever play. It doesn't get easier, people. It does not get easier. And I don't like doing this, but this is how we have to remember these people. They were great. They were all somebody's hero. Yeah. Whether they just played as a bench player or not, they were all somebody's hero. I can't, that's great. Oh, do I want to do baseball first or NFL? Because both of them are going to suck. <laughs> I'll do NFL. It might hurt less. Tom Matt. Otis Armstrong. Paris Harrelson. Rick Arrington. Sam Bam Cunningham. Tunch Ilkin. Kevin McCants. Greg Clark. That, that wasn't too long ago. Mm -hmm. Colt Brennan. Again, oh, like yes. it wasn't like a great player, but like you know, he got on a team, so he was a hero to somebody. Mm -hmm. You know, college career means every a lot to people. Yeah. You know? yeah. Gino Hayes. Mike Davis. Safety for the Raiders. I might mess up his name <laughs> howard schnellenberger coach louis nix darius johnson denver defensive back vincent jackson yeah that another sad story <laughs> ted thompson the general manager from Green, Green Bay. Bay yep. Uh, Floyd Little. Not only was he an NFL player, but he was a legend in college as well. 
Like, could have put him in both categories. Demarius Thomas, which we talked a little about him not too long. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, that's... Sam Huff, the New York Legend. Legend. Jim Fossil. Giants had a hard year. They lost two. Yeah. Of course, David Patton, right here in New England. Great. Mm -hmm. And John Madden. It's hard. It's hard. And wow. trying to hold and, back, Ron. You're I know it's easy, but I know. I this is how I felt last night. I barely got through it. Baseball does not get easier. Bobby Brown, the former American League president, not the singer. Frankie De La Cruz. Joe Altabelli. Grant Jackson. Bill Verdon, Dick Tidrow. Wasn't he with the Yankees for a long time? J.R. Richard, who had lots of problems personally, but he was such a good player. Such a good player. Mike Marshall. Lamar Hoyt. Former Red Sox and a bunch of other teams. Real Cormier. That he was not um, too long ago. Maybe what? Ten? Ten years ago? Rafael Carmona. Again, not too long ago. Omar Valave. Jim Mudcat Grant. Tommy Lasorda. Pedro Feliciano. Julio, Julio Lugo. This is so hard. This is like my life right here. All these athletes that I've seen play. Almost all of them. Don Sutton. Ooh. Hank Aaron. One of the best ever. And right from my hometown. Jerry Rennie. I used to play hockey with his cousin. The hardest list I ever had to read. Ron, great job, man. Um, Lost a lot of legends. Uh, keep them in your hearts. Families in their prayers. Um, appreciate sports. That's, that's the point because you know that's what? Why it means makes something your to point people. Even yeah, bigger. It means something to people. You can't. You can't treat people like some people are treating Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's death is real. <laughs> death is real. Um, again, sorry to leave on such a sad note, but. Um, if you enjoy what you're watching again, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. Uh, we're live. Uh, wish everybody a happy new year out there. Be safe, enjoy your families. Um, and we look forward to uh, a new season, season two next year. Yep, 2022. Season two. So, Ron, thank you again. Great job, man. Great job. I know that wasn't easy. Thank you. No, it was not, especially after the list. <laughs> yeah, fans out there, peace.
Thank you. Take care.